0: Welcome, 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 welcome. My name is Pete Morgan. This is the Puppy Podcast. It's the podcast where I talk about our two dogs. Uh, We have five-year-old yellow Labrador Lincoln and 21-month-old black Labrador Elvis. We do talk about Elvis more because that's why we started the podcast in the first place. Uh, We talk about uh, our experiences of having a puppy or a young dog Uh, in the house and also a second dog as well on top of that is where you can come whether you are a puppy owner, a dog owner, a puppy prospective puppy owner, or a dog lover, whatever you are, however your affection for dogs and puppies manifests itself, you are welcome here at The Puppy Podcast. We share our experiences, trials, tribulations, swings, roundabouts, ups, downs, pleasures and pains, in the hope that we will all become better puppy and dog owners if you've got any questions about your um, dogs and um, please thank you so much for all the questions that do come in uh, and you think maybe the puppy podcast family can help do get in touch uh, on facebook We are at the Puppy Podcast page on Instagram, at the Puppy Podcast, on Twitter, at Puppy Podcast, or you can always email thepuppypodcast at gmail.com. Also, of course, you can listen back to any one of the 70-odd episodes uh, that we've done. Go to the website, thepuppypodcast.com. If you're here for the very first time, Welcome along. Thank you very much for choosing us. I don't think there's that many people that do that. From what I'm getting from the people that are speaking to us, if you're here, you've been here since the beginning. You kind of started at episode one, and you've just kind of gone through them, or, you know, you've picked and chosen the kind of things. Well, you think, yeah, that may be able to help. So, um, but either way... However you are listening, whether it's your first time, whether it's your 74th time, thank you very, very much. If you found us uh, on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Podcasts, then please do leave a review as well. We are also on Spotify now, uh, and you can find us there if you want to leave a review. It really does mean a lot. By leaving a review and leaving a rating for the show, what you do is you push us up. The um, search results, so if people type in puppy, we are going to appear nearer the top because we will have had more reviews, hopefully, than other podcasts about dogs or other podcast episodes that might have the word puppy in the title or whatever. It's a whole algorithm thing. Um, However you're listening to us, welcome. Lovely to know that you and your furry babies are there. Um... So let's start with Elvis. Uh, Mentioned in the past couple of episodes we're going to be doing daycare uh, with him, uh, puppy daycare, just once a week. Now, when I first... Took him there. Um, there was uh, the, the 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 owner, a guy called Nick, uh, from uh, the uh, the daycare place. Basically, took us to one side and just said, "Listen, you, what you're gonna have to do, what you're gonna have to watch here, is his energy levels because they are incredibly high, and we." Took him into daycare at 7.30 in the morning and, uh, he, we picked him up from daycare at six o'clock in the evening. And apparently, um, for those 10 hours, you know, what is it? Yeah, about eight and a half hours, he did not stop. He just kept going and going and going. So it, it was, it was a little bit, disconcerting because that's not what we want, you know, We, we and, and it wasn't said uh, in, um, you know, any kind of nasty way. They loved him, but they were just like, listen, his energy levels are really high. So you might want to think about putting him on uh, a food that's lower in protein. And I'd never even heard of this before, that a dog's protein content can affect it's energy level. I did, it never even crossed my mind. I know it's something that we all think about, you know, having your protein bars and your protein shakes and getting the day started in that way. But it had never ever crossed my mind with, uh, the dog. So we looked and at the, at the moment he's on a food Arden Grange light. And the reason it's light is because they're labs and, uh, Labrador's, um, put weight on, certainly put weight on as well, once they've been castrated, um, you know, they, they can really kind of... And there's nothing more upsetting, I think, or nothing, yeah, nothing more upsetting than seeing an overweight lab, than seeing a Labrador where you're like, oh my goodness, you just, you look like you're just struggling to walk down the road, never mind, you know, chase anything or get on a sofa. And that's not what we want for either Elvis or Lincoln, we don't want a fat lab. Uh, so we put them onto this lighter food, um, and also one of the things we were told to do after Elvis was castrated was actually lower his food portions by about 10%, just because apparently, and I think I've already mentioned this, they don't process the food in the same way. Um, so we looked at the, at the, uh, protein level in that. And what Nick had said from the daycare places, listen, really it should be below 20%. The, the protein, the crude protein level in the food that you're giving him. Uh, and we looked and it was on 18%. So it was already below 20%. So we thought, okay, well, we're in the clear. That's fine. That's Okay. Bob's your uncle, all that business, which we've done and dusted. He's a good lad, Neil car. And of course, we've not seen, because it's only been, I think we just, I think it's about seven weeks since, uh, six, seven weeks since he, he was castrated. So we've not seen that full flushing out of his testosterone. You know, he's still got a bit of that kind of testosterone in him. And, it, and apparently it takes between three and six months to get out of the dogs. So... Uh, uh, you know, we said, okay, we'll have a look at it. We looked at it and we thought, well, listen, it's already 18%. There's no real change that we need to make. However, when Joe went back to pick him up, uh, so where are we now? I'm recording this Thursday night. So this was last week. So this was on the 6th of uh September no we didn't take him last week so it must have been the it was kind of the tail end of um August uh when Joe went to pick him up and again Nick spoke to her and said right you really need to because the, the, the concern is it's not a concern that he's going to you know just keep going all day that's not the problem what what Nick was saying is you've got a potential issue that um he's You know, he could develop arthritis a lot early just because he's constantly on the go, never stops, never rests. Because what they try and do, because he's still a young dog, they have to take that into account. They don't allow them to be active all day long. They take them away to have rest periods, but he just doesn't rest. So when they're taking him to the rest area, he's still on the go. He's still kind of constantly, what's going on, what's happening, you know, and wanting to be with people as well. And I've said a number of times, he's a love bug and he wants to be with you, wants to be close to you. He doesn't want to be, you know, away from you. There is more to this story um, because of what happened next. And I will tell you more uh, in a, a short while. Um yeah, we see. Right, Teas. Uh, I just want to mention, by the way, if you are on Facebook, go and seek out Floss and Merlin's online shows. Uh, Floss, F-L-O-S-S, and Merlin, M-E-R-L-I-N, online shows. It's a, a uh, an online, a Facebook-based dog show. I think it's a pet show, because they have some categories for other things other than dogs. Apparently, people have pets that aren't dogs. <coughs> Doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so, uh, the Puppy Podcast has sponsored... Two categories in this year's show, uh, funniest photo and double trouble. Um, So, yeah, get yourself on there. Obviously, I mean, we're going to be entering it, but not those two categories. Obviously, we'll definitely put Elvis in for something. And, you know, Lincoln as well, to be fair, both of them. They're so cute, they're just the cutest dogs Um, so yeah get yourself Floss and Merlin's online shows Uh, Puppy Podcast is sponsoring two of the categories there I also just want to very quickly mention and there's no way that this isn't going to sound like an endorsement or like some kind of paid advertising, it really isn't Uh, you might remember a couple of weeks ago we had the guys from Pet Waiter on uh, which is the uh, water bowl or food bowl that has a solid base that's made solid either by the addition of sand or water, um, and a very kindly. After uh, the interview, they sent us one. They sent us one of the pet waiter bowls. So we use that. That's now uh, Lincoln and Elvis's um, main water bowl. And it's great. It does exactly what it says. It's moving nowhere. It is full of uh, water. You put water in the base that the dogs can't access, and that acts as a weight. And it keeps that bowl in one place so they can't shift it around. The only issue we've got, and I'm sure there's going to be some development over time, is both of our dogs... Dogs are incredibly messy drinkers, so we have always had, before getting these pet waiter ones, we've always had the non-drip bowls. Because the beauty is, particularly if you've got taller dogs, um, the, the bowl is raised, and I don't know if your dog has done this, both Lincoln and Elvis certainly do this, is that they lie down to drink so um, this is on a stand, obviously, because it's full of water or sand or whatever you want. Uh, so it's raised up a little bit, meaning that they're not having to kind of trick the neck quite so much. So thanks to the guys at Petways for sending that through. Genu- I didn't ask for it, and that wasn't the idea but behind uh, the interview. Um, it was just an interesting um, thing for dogs that so I just wanted to get the guys on. Anyway, we've got one, and thank you very much for that. Right, time for... News. And we start with the puppies. Uh, we are starting at the Royal Veterinary College. Uh, surgeons there have successfully carried out the surgical repair of a complex combination of heart defects in a dog. This is Lottie, uh, the 11-month-old Labrador puppy. Uh, the abnormalities required a tricuspid valve repair surgery, along with a repair for the common Atrium, And it's the first time that these procedures have been carried out on a dog. Now, the dog, Lottie, appeared to have no problems when her owners took her to the vets to be spayed. And it was just during a routine check. It was a loud heart murmur that was heard. They did an ultrasound, revealed that she had several defects in her heart, which she had actually been born with. So got her to the RVC, the Royal Veterinary College, and they did wonders. Dan Brockman was the lead consultant on that, a professor of small animal surgery. And uh, I mean, Dan's been someone who's been at the real cutting edge of a lot of surgical advancements regarding animals over the recent years. uh, And this is uh, no exception. And that's just fantastic. And uh, again, it's that... Realization that we have to push the medical boundaries when it comes to our pets, because years ago, certainly when I was younger, if you, you know, if the vet had said, listen, it's got a few heart problems, well, what are the options? Well, just leave it or we'll just put it down. And that's, and your, your attitude to your, dog, whereas, you know, they were a member of the family, and we had a a Jack Russell called Lady, who was our family dog, and there was, you know, we were upset when it was her time to go, but there wasn't that massive attachment, you know, she was never, we never went away with her, she never came on holiday with us, we never planned anything in that way, if we went out, the dog stayed at home, that was it, it was as simple as that, whereas now, of course, It isn't like that. Dogs are the family. They are a main player. They are a key member of quite a lot of people's families. And, You know, I've said it before, we don't have children. Joe and I don't have children. These are our children. These are our furry babies. And it's good that uh, there are uh, medical advancements being made. So fantastic. Well done to Dan and uh, all the best to Lottie as well. And the other one, unfortunately, is sad news. We are in Rabbit Hash in Kentucky. Now, if you know anything about Rabbit Hash, they have had a string of highly esteemed Mayors, one of them died this week. The mayor of Rabbit hash. Uh, this uh, is lucy Lou uh, was the first female mayor and also a dog uh, died at the age of twelve on September the tenth so just a, a few days ago and, and Lucy Lou was actually the third. Dog Mayor of Rabbit Hash. Also, she served as spokesdog for the Women's Crisis Centre, which I I think that's lovely. And I'm telling you now, living here in the UK, I think there's a couple of our elected officials that I would happily replace. (laughs) Happily replace with a dog. And I'm sure you would as well. Um, so yes, well that's lovely. And um, Lucy Lou, uh, as I say, sadly passed away, but always remembered. Uh, certainly in Rabbit, if they don't erect a statue in Rabbit Hash to Lucy Lou, then there is something wrong with the world. Uh, but that is this week's <coughs> <coughs> dog news. Uh, and don't forget any kind of dog news you come up against, anything you or anything you want to talk about that we've referenced, and it doesn't matter. You know, this is episode 74, if you have heard something, you know, in episode 26 and thought, oh, actually, no, I remember Pete talked about that, I want to reply to it or respond to it, or it's something we've now encountered and I want to share our experience, then you can... You can get in touch, Facebook page, as always, The Puppy Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, at Puppy Podcast. Uh, you can email us, The Puppy Podcast at Gmail. And we're on Instagram as well, at The Puppy Podcast. So. And of course, the email address, ThePuppyPodcast at gmail.com, is where you can nominate your puppy dog for Puppy Dog of the Week. Uh, all you do, send us a photo, a little bit of blurb about your puppy or your dog. And, uh, yeah, you get the the episode dedicated to them, a couple of pictures up on social media for all the puppy podcast followers to U and ah over, and uh, the last one, Millie, was the last puppy dog of the week. And, oh my goodness, so many people have fallen in love with Millie. Uh, just, she was absolutely beautiful. So, yes, you can get that in. So, let's... Talk a little bit more about Elvis. So the, 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 the last that we heard, um, or the last that I mentioned, the uh, guy that runs the daycare centre, the put dog, you know, the doggy daycare center that Elvis goes to had kind of taken both myself and Joe on separate occasions to one time and said, listen, you really need to lower the protein in just to bring his energy levels down because he's, he's getting in at half seven in the morning and he just doesn't stop until. Six o'clock. Now that works for us because we're picking him up at six and then he's just shattered. You know, he's really it's really kind of knocked the edge off his energy. But for them, it makes things difficult for them, and also long term it's going to make things difficult for Elvis because he will develop arthritis early because he's just on the go all the time, never stopping. Um And after reading More about it. There is the slight chance uh, that it could cause him some heart problems as well. So, you know, it's the last thing that we want. So we started looking around for some proper low protein foods that that advertise themselves as low protein. Um, And I put it on. I'll be honest. I put it on my personal um, Facebook page. I didn't want to put it on the Puppy Podcast because I wanted to talk about it and I wanted kind of you to respond after the fact. Um, and I just said, can anyone suggest any uh, low-protein foods? He's already on 18% of crude protein. It apparently needs to be um, lower. And Christine and a number of people, actually, uh, putting us towards Pets at Home, which is a, a huge UK-based um, uh, pet store, big chain of them up and down the country and they're very good. I'll be honest, we find them a little bit expensive and a lot of the things we can buy there we can get from Amazon a little bit cheaper. For instance, a bag of their food, the Arden Grange Light, costs like £40 from Pets at Home, but costs like £20, £25 I think it is, from Amazon. And and when it's £15, you are like, well, there's there's no argument in that. But a couple of people... um, Centres uh, there, Kevin saying there's a new range called AVA or A-V-A. It's very breed-specific. I'm pretty sure there's a low-protein option. Um, Stuart got in touch and put us onto a website, and this may help for you as well, called allaboutdogfood.co.uk. And it's uh, an independent um, guy who writes about... What's in different foods and um, what's the best one for your particular breed or your dog or, you know, whatever it is that you are looking for? Because the, the the thing that was pointed out to me by Stuart was, listen, if he's on 18% crude protein, you've got to be asking yourself, what's in the other 82%? And so that's something else that we discovered is that obviously with some dog foods there's a fair amount of filler that's in there um quite a lot of um carbohydrates which really have little value to dogs they don't do them any any favors at all uh, and there'll be colorings and and um you know as I say like seeds and things and things that aren't doing the dog any good so that you really you you want as much of what's in the food to be helping the dog. Um so uh thanks very much. Someone did actually suggest Arden Grange light. Um and uh somebody there is there is one that's done by a very local. So if anyone's listening in the Staffordshire area, uh there is a um uh, there's a dog place uh called Caroline's Pets which is based in Staffordshire uh which is kind of at the top of the Midlands uh in the UK and they do a thing called calm down dog but again when we looked at it uh the protein was still like seventeen, eighteen per cent. Um so and Laura got in touch and said have you thought of Valium? Maybe <laughs> believe me, it had crossed armour every time I go to the vets. You haven't got the vet version of Ritalin, have you? Um just to kind of calm him down. And then we read a couple of other things, uh, and we spoke again to Nick at the uh, Doggy Daycare place, and he said, listen, I get my feed from this particular place and named the, the supplier. It was just, again, a small business. It's about 15 minutes from the house. So we went up there um, last Saturday and spoke to a very helpful lady there, um who, who, who turns out was just another customer. She didn't work there. And she's got two labs, and she put them on raw food. Now, that is exactly what it sounds like. It's like mushed-up meat with other things in it. Um, and it comes in a tray that's probably about as big as the tray you get from the takeaway Um, maybe a little bit bigger, and that's a day's food. So the, the portion size is reduced, but what's in there is doing much more good than the kibble that is on now. So, and you buy it frozen. So, you know, that means you can keep it in the freezer. You just have to remember to get it out the night before, um, to make sure that it is actually defrosted in the morning because, you know, dogs do, don't do so well with ice lollies, really. It doesn't quite work. In the meantime, though, um, Elvis has become ill. Now, we'd noticed in his poo there was a little bit of blood. And... The first thing I said, well, and, and, and the poo was a little bit loose. And the first thing I said, well, let's just leave it a couple of days and just see. Sometimes it'll correct itself. Uh, and sometimes it won't. If it doesn't, then we'll go to the vets. And then on, so we started him on the raw Sunday morning. Um, and it, it really isn't connected because of course he'd it, it, had this blood in his, Poo for, you know, a, a three or four days before then, two or three days, sorry, before then. But then he started being sick and he wasn't keeping anything down. My first thing, whenever Lincoln has, has vomited, is okay, 24 hours, nil by mouth, and then slowly reintroduce. Food in the form of something really bland, like boiled chicken and plain white rice. And literally just a couple of spoonfuls, you know, a couple of serving spoons of that. Again, rather than a full, a full measure. So this was Sunday, called the vets Monday morning and they said, okay, bring him down. Um, because they, they really are just at the, at the bottom of the hill from the house. Bring him down Monday afternoon. Tuck him in, and all through Monday, I'd never known him be so inactive. He wasn't getting out of his basket. I had to go out for a, a couple of hours for some meetings, and when I came back, normally he comes racing out, and he's dragging his blanket to bring to you, and Lincoln comes downstairs... And there was none of that. Lincoln came downstairs, but Elvis just didn't even get out of his basket. And I've never, I've never known him to do that in all the time that we've had him, not to greet you at the door. So, took him to the vets um, Monday afternoon, and Michelle, who... Uh, so it's Michelle or Stuart are the two vets. Michelle checked him His gum colour was good. His heart rate was strong. His temperature was spot on. And she said to all looking at him, he is a healthy dog. So what we're going to do, she said, we'll just give him just kind of broad medication just to deal with sickness and diarrhoea. So brought him home put him on that, and started him on oiled chicken and rice. And did that for a day, and he was fine on that. So the next morning I thought, okay, well what I'll do is I'll just try him on a small portion of his raw food. And that's, that's where the mistake was. We should have kept him on. And this is on top of medicine as well, so he's got this kind of peanut butter... Stuff for his stomach and he's got tablets, uh, for the diarrhea. So on the second morning, I kind of just give him a little bit of his raw food and put the, and then at about three, four o'clock in the afternoon, we'd been for a walk. I'd taken him for a walk as well. And he was genuinely he was brilliant on the walk. Probably the best. Walk we've ever had. The lead was slack the entire time. Didn't pull, walked beside me. Honestly, I could have wept and you know, it doesn't take much with how proud I was of him. Get him back. He just gets in his basket. And then, as I say, about four o'clock, he, um, he's sick and brings up really the the food that he'd eaten that morning um so as it stands at the moment he's still on the medication and he's back so we we he didn't have any tea last night we put him on literally a serving spoon and a serving spoon is like you know your normal tablespoons that you know you'll have cereal with um they're just a little bit bigger than that. They're maybe 50% bigger than that. So it's one of, you know, some boiled rice, cold boiled rice uh, in that and some cooked chicken and that's it, along with his medicines in there as well and a little bit of water. Um, and that's what I had this morning and that stayed down. But he's just been in his bed all day or he'll get up on the sofa beside you And I'm just really worried. I'm worried about him. And, I, I, you know, I've never... I think it's the fact that we've not seen an improvement. So that what we've said is, if by Monday, so it's Thursday now, if by Monday we've not seen a marked improvement, or any kind of improvement, then we're going to go back to the vets. Um... But well, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely worried about him. Um, and Lincoln's had sickness before, and you know, he's been, he's, he's just because Lincoln has got a, you know, a sensitive system. It doesn't take much for Lincoln to start chucking everywhere. But Elvis is, you know, made of bloody iron, He'll eat anything. So I just don't know. So I try not to think about it too much because uh, I can get quite pessimistic about it and, um, you know, it, it, and what it could be and, and the things like that. So that's where we are, um, at the moment. I will. Keep you updated, genuinely. I won't wait until the next episode to kind of keep you updated as to how how he is. Um, but even now, I mean, you know that normally you're wandering at least once an episode, and I know he's in his basket. You know, when I went upstairs earlier on, and when I came back down, he didn't get it. He just looks. Oh, God. Just looks at you. So anyway. So we'll see how we get on. Uh, we'll do what's what's required, and then we'll we'll take it from there. Um, but as I say, I will keep you up to date with how Elvis is getting on and the idea is that once you know we feel his system is back to normal and what we may do is just keep him on his kibble for a little bit and then when we're sure everything's back to normal, we'll switch him back to the raw food. We're also keeping him away from daycare at the moment. The other decision we've made with daycare is it might be better rather than doing one full day to do kind of two half days. So take him twice a week but just for four hours. And just so there is that kind of... Uh, you know, rather than taking him for eight and a half, just take him for four hours so that, you know, he gets that energy, that running about and stuff, but it's not all day constantly because obviously when he comes home, it's just Lincoln and Lincoln just naps off upstairs if he doesn't want to be with him. Okay. Sorry, sorry for, you know, getting all silly and stuff, but he really is, you know, just the most gorgeous dog and as I know a lot of your dogs are to you, they are furry babies. Um... If you want to get in touch, uh, if you want to find out a little bit more about Elvis, then you can. You can go to the Facebook page, The Puppy Podcast. We're on Twitter, at Puppy Podcast. On uh, Instagram, at The Puppy Podcast. And we're on email as well, thepuppypodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the website and uh, listen to any one of the previous 70 odd episodes. Um, just go to the website, thepuppypodcast.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all good podcast apps. Thank you so much uh, for listening. Um. It's been a Monkey Pants production and I will see you and your furry babies next time.